0: It's March 10th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kotnor.
0: Our top story today, Russia bombed a maternity hospital in Mariupol yesterday, killing at least three and wounding at least 17 people. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that children were still trapped under the rubble. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said that this is, quote, Not the first time we see pathetic outcries concerning the so-called atrocities perpetrated by the Russian military, end quote. Mariupol was one of the cities where a humanitarian corridor was supposed to be set up, and while 43,000 Ukrainians across the country were able to flee some besieged cities, Russian shelling continued.
1: The United Kingdom Ministry of Defense said in a tweet yesterday that the Russian Ministry of Defense had confirmed the use of thermobaric rockets. As we discussed last week, thermobaric rockets have a much longer explosion time and their use is incredibly tightly regulated by the law of armed conflict. Used against civilians, it would constitute a war crime.
0: In a statement to the House of Commons yesterday, the Minister of Defense in the UK announced that the government was exploring sending Ukraine portable anti-air weapon systems and reported that they had delivered 3,615 anti-tank weapons, which was 50% more than they originally agreed to.
1: German Chancellor Olaf Scholz pushed back against the idea that Ukrainians would be provided Polish MiGs by the United States through Ramstein Air Base in Germany, saying, we have to think very carefully about what we're doing and this certainly does not include fighter jets. With opposition from Germany and the U.S., it is unlikely that the plan will go forward in its current form.
0: The meeting between Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kulba and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has just wrapped up in Turkey. Kulba says the two sides agreed to continue efforts to seek a solution to the humanitarian issues on the ground in Ukraine, and went on to say that there are two tasks that need to be prioritized, organizing a humanitarian corridor from Mariupol and reaching a 24-hour ceasefire. Sergei Lavrov said that the special operation was, quote, proceeding to plan overall.
1: Later in the post-talk statement, Lavrov continued to push the baseless claim that the U.S. had biological weapons labs in eastern Ukraine, saying that Russians had uncovered new facts in the country. The White House warned yesterday that Russia may be using this propaganda to cover their own use of chemical or biological weapons in a potential false flag attack.
0: Last week on the Deep State Radio podcast, former Supreme Allied Commander Europe General Philip Breedlove said that the West would eventually do a no-fly zone, but that the question was whether it would be too late. Russia is putting Ukrainian children in body bags already and they may be on the path to using chemical, biological, and thermobaric weapons against civilians. So to me, the question that faces the United States is, if Russia breaks the laws of war in a Ukrainian forest, but no one is there to enforce them, does it make a sound?
1: The European Union has agreed to expand its third round of sanctions being imposed on Russia to target a larger number of oligarchs and officials close to President Vladimir Putin. The sanctions also include targeting the maritime sector and measures aimed at excluding three Belarusian banks from the SWIFT financial payment messaging system.
0: Dutch Prime Minister Mark Ruda said on Wednesday he was not in favor of cutting off Russian oil and gas supplies, as they would be unsustainable for European Union member countries. Rutte made the announcement in a joint press conference with French President Emmanuel Macron. His remarks echo those of Hungary, which made a similar announcement earlier this week.
1: Deputy U.S. National Security Advisor Dalip Singh called on oil producers to boost supply as the United States continues to crack down on Russia with sanctions, saying, this is the time to dip into reserves. To that end, UAE Ambassador to the United States Yusuf Al-Otaba said in an interview with CNN, that the UAE favors higher oil production and will be encouraging OPEC to consider higher production levels.
0: The Kremlin yesterday accused the United States of declaring an economic war on Russia and let the world know that it was considering a response. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov cast the West sanctions as a hostile act that had roiled global markets. Putin is expected to meet with government officials today to discuss ways to minimize the sanctions.
1: The European Bank for Reconstruction and Development announced a two euros resilience package aimed at citizens, countries, and companies hurt by the war in Ukraine. The package prioritizes trade finance, emergency liquidity, energy security, and municipal services.
0: Yesterday, the House of Representatives passed a $1.4 trillion spending bill, which included almost $14 billion in support for Ukraine. NBC reported that the bill includes $6.5 billion for the Defense Department, with $3.5 billion to replenish equipment sent to Ukraine, and $3 billion for U.S. troops who are helping to defend NATO and Europe. The bill would also provide money for humanitarian aid to support Ukraine's energy grid and to combat disinformation.
1: The Chernobyl nuclear power plant lost power yesterday. However, the IAEA said that despite this, There was no critical impact on safety. We'll continue to follow this story.
0: The Moscow Times has reported that thousands of Russian anti-war protesters have fled the country amid crackdowns on dissent. The Georgian government has said that as many as 25,000 Russians have entered the country. In my opinion, it's important to remember that the aggressor in this war is the Russian government and not the Russian people. As crackdowns in the country continue, the West should consider ways of helping dissidents leave the country or stay and push back against Putin's regime.
1: The war in Ukraine could hit more than just energy supplies in Europe. Global food security is also at risk. In particular, could disrupt the wheat supply chain in several Middle Eastern and North African countries. Russia is the largest wheat exporter and the largest producer behind China and India, while Ukraine is also a top exporter of wheat. Russian troops are successful in blocking access to the Black Sea, the wheat supply to Mina would be disrupted. This is a story that we will follow closely in the coming days.
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into Deep State Radio tonight as David Rothkoff and Kavita Patel speak with Alex Vindman and Ivo Dalder. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.